Explicit content is found in this episode, so listener discretion is advised. Before we begin this episode, I just want to make sure you guys know about the next Texas Podcast Union meetup. It's happening on December 14th at the Shipping and Receiving Bar in Fort Worth, Texas. So if you're in the area, come and hang out with us. You can find more information on the Facebook page for True Crime Fan Club. Just click on events and let us know if you're coming. If you're not yet already on our Patreon or Himalaya Plus, you are really missing out. Not only do you get ad-free episodes of both True Crime Fan Club and my other podcast, It's Haunted What Now, but you also get bonus episodes for True Crime Fan Club that are exclusive to Patreon. Oh, and you also get another complete show called TCFC Prime, which is completely listener-driven. So if you have a topic you've been wanting me to cover, then go ahead and join us on Patreon or Himalaya Plus and make your suggestion. TCFC Prime won't be heard anywhere else. So if you're interested and want to get even more True Crime Fan Club content, then head over and join us. Okay, so I'm always on the hunt for awesome new podcasts to listen to. And I wanted to take a minute to just talk about two shows that I'm extremely excited about and want to tell you about. So if you're a fan of True Crime Fan Club, then I think Crime Lines and Box of Oddities will be right up your alley. Crime Lines walks you through the true crime events, pairing captivating tales with clear storytelling. Host Charlie Whirl, my dearest friend, gives the most in-depth analysis by bringing in appropriate historic and cultural context to look beyond simply what happened and to consider the why. Download the Himalaya app, search Crime Lines, and enter promo code CHARLIE for your first month of premium content absolutely free. Again, search for Crime Lines and enter promo code CHARLIE, that's C-H-R-L-I-E, for 30 days of free premium content. Oh, and another great show that's definitely worth your time and it's super new to me is the Box of Oddities podcast. It's hosted by the dynamic duo Kat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth. So twice a week, the couple surprises each other and their listeners with stories of the strange, bizarre, and the unexpected, which is up my alley for sure. So download the Himalaya app, search for Box of Oddities, and enter promo code BOX, that's B-O-X, for your first month of premium content absolutely free. So here's the thing. What are you waiting for? Go check out Crime Lines and Box of Oddities on the Himalaya app today. And since I have dipped my hand into both true crime and the paranormal, I know that you guys will enjoy these shows. So make sure you check them out. Let me know what you think. Welcome back to the True Crime Fan Club Podcast. I'm your host, Lainey. As the saying goes, everything is bigger in Texas. For one Texas mom, that was especially true. When she went further than anyone to ensure her daughter had a spot on the high school cheer squad. Okay, on to the show. In the South, for decades, Friday Night Lights have truly reigned supreme, even before the movie and TV show were so popular. For high school football players, it was a chance for glory, maybe with the end result of a football scholarship to some top-rated NCAA school. For other high school students, it was about getting a spot on the cheer team. Although cheerleading did not start in Texas, that honor goes to Yale University. 
many first in cheerleading, did start in the Lone Star State. The National Cheerleaders Association was formed in 1948 by Lawrence Herky Herkimer of Dallas. You might recognize Herky, the cheerleading move, where a cheerleader jumps in the air with one leg tucked under them and one leg pointed straight to the side. That was created by Herky Herkimer. Herky also created the spirit stick, which is legendary among cheerleaders. You also cannot think about Texas and cheerleading without thinking about the American Sweethearts, the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. In the 1960s, the cheerleading squad for the Cowboys was made up of high school cheer squads. During the 1967 football season at the Cotton Bowl between the Cowboys and the Falcons, a rather busty exotic dancer named Bubbles Cash made a grand entrance into the stands creating a stir when she walked down the stairs wearing a miniskirt and holding cotton candy in both hands. Cash received cheers for her appearance, which led Tex Schramm, the general manager of the Dallas Cowboys at the time, to create a more adult cheer squad that resulted in the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders as we know them today. Many girls dream of becoming a cheerleader in high school for several reasons. One of these, obviously, is the almost guaranteed social standing. Other girls see it as a way to pad their college applications or show off their extreme athletic ability, while others still are pushed into it by their parents. It was the latter reason for Shayna Harper, daughter of Wanda Holloway. Shayna, 13, attended Alice Johnson Junior High School in Channelview, Texas. Channelview is a small town east of Houston. As is the case with many small Texas towns, Channelview has not fared as well as its larger neighbor, Houston. The roads are cracked and pockmarked from the heavy rains that can occur during hurricane season. Attorney Mike Ramsey said, God created Channelview so the people of Pasadena would have some place to look down on. Unlike other Houston suburbs built up around oil companies, Channelview did not house any of the larger oil companies, and so, as Texas Monthly put it, Channelview had no sponsor. Channelview is a town of about 30,000 and is predominantly made up of blue-collar workers. It has not changed much since the 1990s, when this small town became a fixture on the nightly news. In December 1990, Wanda Holloway began contemplating spring cheerleader tryouts for her daughter Shayna. Shayna had taken cheerleading at Alpha Gymnastics Studio, located in Pasadena. Amber Heath, one of Shayna's classmates, was also enrolled in cheerleading at Alpha Gymnastics Studio. However, to ensure her daughter's success, Wanda also provided Shayna with private cheerleading lessons. Shayna and Amber had both attended a private elementary school, Channelview Christian, but Wanda pulled Shayna out of this school and enrolled her in Alice Johnson Junior High so she could try out for the 7th grade cheerleading squad. Verna Heath had the same thoughts for Amber, but she just asked permission from both schools for Amber to attend the tryouts at Alice Johnson High School while missing school at Channelview Christian. Apparently, the girls had to campaign for their spots, and so during the three days of campaigning, Amber had met her new classmates and handed out flyers with peppermints attached. Wanda was not happy with this and complained to the school board, other parents, and really anybody who would listen. She tried to have Amber disqualified because she was not a student at Alice Johnson yet. But in the end, 
Amber was selected and Shayna was not. The next year, Wanda began planning months before tryouts. She called Shayna's father, Tony, and remembering the peppermint flyers, he suggested printing Vote for Shayna Harper for Cheerleader on number two pencils and rulers. Wanda was excited, convinced this would be the turning point for Shayna. Unfortunately, the day Shayna took these campaign items to school, Wanda found out that they would not be allowed. Even though just a year before, Amber was allowed to give students a flyer with candy, Wanda was told by the vice principal that the pencils and rulers went against the school rules. Wanda told Shayna to continue passing them out, but the parents of other cheer candidates, including Verna, met and voted against allowing Shayna to continue in the cheer tryouts. Therefore, in late 1990, Wanda was determined that Shayna was going to make the ninth grade cheerleading squad. That's why, in December of 1990, she reached out to her ex-brother-in-law, Terry Harper, a man who had a few minor brushes with the law. What unfolded next was a shock to Channelview, but not to those who knew Wanda well, such as Terry and her ex-husband, Tony. Wanda had become a member of the Harper family at age 18, right after high school. Wanda was a Channelview girl born and bred, and had always felt that everyone looked down on her, according to her first husband, Tony. Wanda had grown up on the wrong side of I-10. Her father, Clyde Webb, worked at a concrete plant and her mother worked at the high school cafeteria. Wanda had a brother that was remembered more for being less than memorable than anything else. Wanda herself had inherited their father's spunk and work ethic. Wanda did her best to make her life a better one, which is similar to how her father worked with members of his church to start a new church when issues arose. Wanda was a good student, particularly in business courses, and stayed active throughout high school, but she was never accepted into the social circles she truly wanted to be in. She blamed this on her father's refusal to allow her to try out for the cheer squad or the dance team. Clyde, a religious man, was from a conservative era that did not believe in the activities of the cheer team, but mostly he thought the costumes were too revealing. When Wanda married Tony Harper, she married into a family that was a tad more prosperous than her own. The Harper family owned three gas stations and a clothing store. Unfortunately, that money did not pass along to Tony, who worked for the railroad, so Wanda had to be content with just her dreams again. Tony did not want Wanda working, and Wanda felt stifled by being a housewife. Finally, when her children were born, she felt a spark of life again. First, her son Shane was born, named after the main character in the movie, Shane. She loved this movie so much that when her daughter was born, she named her Shayna. Unfortunately, dreams and children cannot hold a marriage together, and the Harpers divorced in 1980. Wanda married again to an older, richer man from Beaumont, but this marriage was not destined to last either. After this divorce, she and Tony attempted to rekindle their flame, but what's done is done. Wanda apparently hit it out of the park with her third marriage, again to an older gentleman with money, C.D. Holloway. C.D. was also from Channel View. He was 20 years older than Wanda and owned his own company. 
the two lived in a nice subdivision in Channel View. And finally, Wanda seemed happy. Wanda was a lovely person, a pianist who had made herself into a respected member of Channel View. Until the cheerleader fiasco. She just could not allow Amber Heath to out-cheer Shayna again. Wanda was determined to get Shayna on the cheer squad, no matter what the cost. Which is why Wanda pulled up to her ex-brother-in-law's mobile home in December 1990 and honked. When he came outside, she said she needed to talk to him, but not there. The pair met at a local convenience store where Wanda went into a long tirade against Amber and Verna Heath. Terry Harper jokingly said that she should have her rival offed, but thought no more about it until Christmas Eve, when Shayna handed her Uncle Terry a piece of paper and told him her mom wanted him to call. Okay, I finally picked the glasses I wanted from Warby Parker. After taking the online quiz and ordering several at-home try-on pairs, I have happily settled on the Nancy Cognac Tortoise sunglasses. They look magnificent on me, if I do say so myself, and I can't wait to get them delivered. I got an email the other day saying they're on the way. Okay, so do you need help? Take the quiz, answer a few quick questions, and they'll suggest some great-looking glasses that are totally personalized to fit your face and style. Glasses start at just $95, including prescription lenses. Lenses include anti-glare and anti-scratching coatings. Blue light filtering lenses are also now available. If you have an iPhone X, make sure to download Warby Parker's app, where you can use their brand new virtual try-on, allowing you to try on eyeglasses, seeing the realistic color, texture, and size of each style using just your phone. Technology is awesome. Just like me, You can order five pairs of glasses and try them on for five days. There is no obligation to buy. It ships free and includes a prepaid return shipping label. Head to warbyparker.com slash TCFC to order your free home try-on. Take the quiz to find the pair that is perfect for you today. Let's talk pits. Your armpits, more specifically. I'm on day one of one million of using my native deodorant in the scent Lavender and Rose. I love Native deodorant for many reasons, like Native is aluminum-free, safe, and effective. They never test on animals, and less is more with Native. They have fewer, simpler ingredients, so you know everything that's in the deodorant. If you decide to give Native a try, they do offer free returns and exchanges in the U.S. For 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code TCFC during checkout. As you may remember, a few weeks ago, I discovered Everly Well, the amazing at-home wellness test that helps you better understand your health. I received my Everly Well at-home lab test and tested myself for food sensitivities. I received the results, and I have some sensitivity to asparagus, egg whites, and chicken. Who knew? Everly Well has really given me a positive new outlook on my health. Each Everly Well test comes with super easy-to-follow instructions, every test is physician-reviewed, and the shipping is free. Your results come from certified labs, and they are sent directly to your mobile device, so you can easily view and share them with your healthcare provider. I'm going to try an elimination diet to see how it helps. So to start better understanding your health like I did, check out Everly Well today for 15% off your Everly Well at Home lab test. 
visit everlywell.com slash TCFC and enter code TCFC. That's everlywell.com slash TCFC. Code TCFC for 15% off your test. Everlywell, at-home lab tests, your answers, your way. When Terry contacted Wanda, she questioned him if he could actually take care of her enemy that way. Shocked because he had just been joking, he said yes, but he tried to deter her. After their conversation, which convinced him she was completely serious about having Berna and Amber assassinated, Terry went to the Harris County Sheriff's Office, where he made contact with Detective George Helton. Helton had worked another solicitation to commit murder case in Channelview. A man wanted to have his wife killed and gave Helton $5,000 to do it. Helton arrested the man, told his wife, and the case went to court. The man received probation and the couple reconciled. I don't know about you, but if my spouse tried to have me killed, I don't think that there's any chance of reconciliation. The detective was skeptical and disbelieving. Who would want to do this for a cheerleading position? But Terry was adamant that he was serious, but more importantly, that Wanda was serious. So Sergeant Flynn Blackwell and Detective Helton wired Terry to record conversations with Wanda. Wanda very quickly implicated herself, particularly when she and Terry haggled over the price of doing Verna and her daughter Amber. Terry explained that finding someone to kill a teenager would be hard, to which Wanda snapped. But Terry, you don't know this little girl. If you knew her, oh, I can't stand her. I mean, she's a bitch. Makes me sick. I mean, I could knock her in the face, you know? On January 14th, Wanda provided Terry with Verna's address, and soon after, the two agreed on $2,500 as the price for Verna. Wanda decided to just have Verna killed, hoping that Amber would be so distraught she would not be able to try out. Wanda also said that Verna was the one who screwed her over. On January 28th, Wanda dropped Shayna off at church, then met with Terry to give him the payment for the murder. As she removed the 1.5-carat diamond earring she was using as payment, she said to Terry, I couldn't pull the trigger myself, but I can sure do it this way. That was enough for Detective Helton and Sergeant Flynn, who went to the district attorney on January 29, 1991. An emergency grand jury was convened, and charges of solicitation of capital murder were filed against Wanda Holloway. When she was arrested, she was, of course, impeccably dressed. At this point, it was time to let Verna Heath know that she had been the subject of a murder plot. Verna was not a stranger to Wanda. They had been friends for several years, since their daughters had sleepovers together. The girls went to the same school and the same cheerleading academy. Verna's mother was a well-known twirling instructor. Verna herself was a twirling champion. Since age three, Amber had been following in her mother's footsteps winning twirling competitions. When police told Verna about the plot, she said, quote, I felt numb and felt hurt and I sank into the couch. You've really got to dislike someone to do that, end quote. In an interview with People magazine, 
Verna expressed her dismay that someone would want to do something like this over a cheerleading spot. After Wanda's arrest, she was released on bond. She then explained to Shayna what was going on and that she potentially faced life in prison if found guilty. Wanda was arraigned in February. At the arraignment, where she pled not guilty, she wore a black and white houndsooth checked shirt with a black jacket and a blouse with a polka dot collar. The ensemble had come from Dillard's and showed a great deal of thought. Many papers of the time reported dutifully on what she wore because her style and attention to detail set her apart from the many other residents of Channelview. However, that was also something the other residents of Channelview resented about Wanda. They thought she considered herself better than most of the other residents. Cheerleading tryouts occurred on March 22, 1991. Shauna Harper did not try out, but Amber Heath was on the field. The school tried to keep the date, time, and location as quiet as possible because of the continued presence of reporters in Channel View. Verna arrived looking as though she had taken fashion tips from Wanda Holloway. She wore a purple and aqua print blouse, aqua pants, and purple pumps. There were four spots on the cheer squad and four students trying out, so everyone had a spot. In the months between the arrest and the trial, people began to realize Wanda looked more comfortable in front of the cameras than she should. People no longer thought she was a lovely person because she was not acting as if she were sorry for her actions at all. Shayna was also appearing as if nothing was wrong, taking cues from her mother. Shayna ended up being bullied for this behavior. Tony sued Wanda for custody of Shane and Shayna because Wanda refused to get the kids any counseling. Wanda Holloway's trial began on August 23, 1991. Prosecutors had numerous witnesses, including school administrators, to reveal how Wanda never took it very well when Shayna did not make the cheer squad. Additionally, one of Shane's friends testified that Wanda had asked him to kill Verna Heath once. But the most damning evidence was the taped conversations between Wanda and Terry Harper. One time she told him that the fictitious hitman could keep Verna in Cuba for 15 years. She just wanted her gone. The defense tried to turn the tables on the Harpers, saying that the brothers had plotted against Wanda to get rid of her so Tony could get custody of the kids. The defense brought up Terry Harper's police record, but the prosecution had openly discussed it, making it a non-issue. Wanda did testify on her own behalf, and she said she had not meant the things she said about the Heaths. She sobbed that the murder plot was Harper's idea, but that she had made the mistake of not telling the police about his plans. However, the jury did not buy it. And on September 3rd, in less than two and a half hours, they found Wanda guilty of solicitation to commit murder and sentenced her to 15 years in prison. One juror called this poetic justice, since Wanda had said that she wished Verna could be sent to Cuba for 15 years. What the jurors did not know about the sentence was that Texas law allows convicted felons with a sentence of 15 years or less to post an appeal bond making a conditional release possible. Wanda posted a $75,000 bond and barely spent a day in jail before her sentence was appealed. Weeks after her release, 
Wanda and Shayna appeared together on The Phil Donahue Show, which was a show similar to Dr. Phil back in the 80s and 90s. Later in September 1991, Wanda's attorneys filed appeal paperwork, claiming one of the jurors was on probation for a drug offense. In Texas, you cannot serve on a jury if you are on probation. Juror Daniel Enriquez had checked yes on the paperwork asking if he, a family member or a close friend, had ever been accused or convicted of a crime. Daniel had answered yes and then wrote deferred adjudication and possession of a controlled substance, but no one followed up on this. Wanda's sentence was overturned based on this, and she was granted a new trial. However, she pleaded no contest and served six months pulling weeds before she was released from prison and finished her 10-year sentence with probation. Wanda had made several appearances on TV and radio talk shows throughout this ordeal before she faded back into a quiet life in Channelview. There were two movies made about this incident, The Positively True Adventures of the Alleged Texas Cheerleader Murdering Mom, was released by HBO and starred Holly Hunter as Wanda Holloway. Hunter won an Emmy for her portrayal as Wanda Holloway. The second movie was made by ABC and was released in 1992, Willing to Kill, The Texas Cheerleader Story, which starred Leslie Ann Warren as Wanda Holloway. In 2012, Shayna spoke to People magazine, opening up for the first time about the dramatic event she wanted no part of but was involved in anyway. Shayna said that for years after the event, she was severely depressed and suffered stomach cramps. She would often hide in the shower, curled up in a ball, crying. Shayna said that she and her mother never spoke of the event and acted as if it never happened. Shayna and Amber still had classes together in high school, where Shayna just had to act as if nothing was wrong. When Shayna made the dance team in high school, Verna was brought in to choreograph a dance. Shayna immediately quit the dance team, mortified. Shayna teaches English and is a mother of two sons. She and her mother have a good relationship now. Shayna asked her mother why one day, and Wanda replied, It was a mistake. I was wrong. If I could take it back, I would, and I'm sorry. Verna and Amber are both legal insurance representatives. On her website, Verna openly discusses the event and how it actually led her to legal insurance. Verna and her family sued Wanda Holloway for an undisclosed amount, but it appears the case was dropped. Verna also discusses on the website how HBO sued her. Amber has three siblings, and they all have children. Terry Harper died in 2005, which brought the case back into the local headlines for a brief period of time. Okay, fan club members, as I conclude this episode, my one question to you is, how will you sleep tonight? Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast player of choice. It really does help us out. You can find us on most social media platforms, Twitter at TCFCPod, Facebook.com slash TCFCPodcast, you can also find us on Instagram, TCFC underscore podcast. And of course, our website is truecrimefanclub.com. If you have an episode request, send us an email, tcfcpod at gmail.com. 
This episode was produced by Nico, who manages We Talk of Dreams, and he created this awesome custom music just for us. Check him out on Twitter at We Talk of Dreams or WeTalkOfDreams.com. This episode was researched and written by Susie St. John, content editing by Brittany Martinez. I'm your host, Lainey. <laughs> <laughs>